that day i realized that a random act of kindness by a random stranger can give you hope it doesn't have to be your family it doesn't have to be your close friend it doesn't have to be anyone you know but a random stranger can give you hope hello all you beautiful people this is akshara amarnath and you are listening to another episode of my podcast tremendous traits so more often than not when i watch a movie and if i like it i go search for its making videos to kind of know what sort of an effort goes behind a scene or a shot for that matter and that very curiosity is what eventually led me to connect with a few credible people and and to get in touch with my guest for the day by becoming an intern of sorts in his big film for just two days so without any further ado let me patch in a thoughtful person a passionate writer and a promising debut director manu anand hi akshara hi how are you yeah i am good thanks thank you for joining the show no problem thank you for having me <laughs> so fir that's how uh, i came to know about you yeah. uh, amrit is the one who connected me to you i got to see the last two days of the shoot mm. uh, the teaser is out the lyric video or the music is out yeah so to quote what amrit said manu anand is the next big thing in the tamil film industry idana ennodu parnadu ayyo adu that's a very big uh, statement i don't i don't like those <laughs> statements said with those kind of uh, praise i mean he's just being sweet okay uh, but yeah i i just like to make good films that's all. great so uh, let's hear about your journey into films uh, i'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you did engineering did you no i did not do it oh, okay <laughs> okay great <laughs> um i did my physiotherapy uh, uh-huh. degree Uh, much against my wishes to begin with because my parents wish uh, or my dad who wanted me to do something serious in life um, i wanted to actually do hotel management uh-huh. and um, i thought i had myself sorted i had few options and i got my admissions and everything was ready to go but then my dad decided that hotel management was not a good option i mean mind you this i'm talking about uh, late 90s so okay So yeah he kind of uh, chose physiotherapy for me and okay. I ended up uh, doing physio degree um after which I went abroad to Australia and I did my masters in again physio- in physiotherapy oh. yeah okay. um and I started kind of working there and then uh, somewhere even as I was studying or even as I was working there I knew that this was not for me mm. so apo i mean uh, even as a child i was interested in cinema but never really thought, thought about cinema, it as a career yeah, as a career yes as a career i never really thought that uh, it's an option for me so i kind of let um, let it be in the back background and i uh, just continued working in australia i first as a physio and then when i kind of realized that working in hospitals every day day in day out was not for me i mm. changed my line and i went into um, corporate um, okay. rehabilitation management and all that insurance okay. so my career was kind of sorted i was i was making good lot of money and i was settled there and 
what not and then this love for cinema kind of uh, i grew up on tamil cinemas okay. and malayalam cinemas of uh, the 90s okay. so even after going to australia i kind of stayed in touch with um, cinema and the world of cinema okay. so um, while i was working there full time i started uh, doing a foundation program of filmmaking uh, from victorian college of arts in melbourne okay um so ravile mornings i used to go to work finish work at 5 o'clock and then um go straight to the college mm-hmm. and attend college uh, from 6 in the evening till 9 at night oh okay at the film making uh, then i ah uh, the other that was the foundation and film making okay so even then i was not taking it as a career i okay. wanted uh, it was just a curiosity wanted to know what cinema is all about how to write and how to edit and how mm-hmm. to shoot etc so that was that this is going back to 2005 i think then then i left um, i just focused on my career I, you know i was in senior management with the national insurer in australia and one of those days they called me the ceo of my company called me they found out um, that i was a filmmaker by hobby and they called me and asked me to do couple of corporate videos oh. for for the company that i was working for and i and i shot that Okay. and then i had the opportunity of making a documentary okay. um, so the documentary was about uh, a sexually harassed woman uh, at mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. so one documentary became three and mm-hmm. soon and then one of those documentaries ended up winning an award wow. so then uh, my boss kind of called me and spoke to me and said it you know if that's the passion that's what you want to do then what are you doing in corporate Mm-hmm. Uh, Jersey. So, angana then um I went back home. Uh, I kind of spoke to my wife or what not and she gave me a good piece of advice in life which was you know we you continue down this track as a corporate uh, person we might make millions of dollars mm-hmm. but um you know 20 30 years from now when you are 60 70 mm-hmm. you might look back at your life and you will have all the money in the world but uh, you will not be happy oh that's a nice piece of advice so what's the use of having all the money when you're not happy with what you've done with your life right. so i think you should follow your passion and or so and she said that it made sense to me and i went back the next day and resigned from my job much to the shock of a lot of people at work and my family and my friends okay so i'm going to i came out and um, i started working in uh, in a local uh, tv station that i kind of shot uh, good small small projects okay and nothing big in uh, chennai yeah no no this is in melbourne melbourne I, yeah okay. i had i had no connection to the cin- cinema world in in, in india. india okay and i had no godfathers to recommend me or okay. anything so mm-hmm. then one day i decided okay um i had to come back and if i had to come back to chennai and uh, try making my film here then who would i want to work with hmm. um i needed an opening and basically i decided to write down um five directors who i wanted to assist first okay and you know understand cinema um here in in south india okay so the first name that i wrote down was gautam menon mm. i wanted to work with him he was the director who i wanted to work with 
Same. So then I started writing letters to him. I I, I had no uh-huh. ways of, I had no ways of contacting him. Like I said, I, I my family is not from cinema. Right. Neither do I have big powerful friends who can put in a word. So the only option is Google. I googled him, found out that uh, he had three or, or two addresses. So with the addresses that I got, I started writing the old-fashioned letters. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't get a reply, obviously. I did not. Um, so I thought, okay, maybe it was not meant to be in the ordinary with them. So this was back in 2010. Okay. And uh, in 2011, I kind of went through a really low phase in life. Uh, I had some personal tragedies in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of made me come back to Kerala. Okay. Uh, I had to come back for because of the family tragedies. Mm-hmm. And I lost my brother oh. and my dad in a span oh. of two months. Oh, so, and my brother had written a letter for me um, saying, you know, you have to follow your passion and oh. make your film. Wherever you are, I'll watch over it or whatever. And... So that was like the last thing he told me. Okay. So then I decided, okay, I'll, I'm going to try my luck. So that day after cremating my brother, uh, the next day morning I took a train to Chennai. Mm-hmm. And I went and visited all the uh, addresses that I had written letters to Gautam sir. Oh, okay. Again, I did not know anybody and I had no guarantee that he would be. Okay. So, so it was a conscious decision that uh, you would go into Tamil rather than Malayalam. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, see, I am a Malayali who uh, grew up on Malayalam films, but I my entire childhood was in Chennai. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, any other thola Malayalam is thano, other thola any Tamil. Tamil is thano. I mean, I like um, Tamil as equally as Malayalam. Right. I am very comfortable in Tamil too. Um, my natural kind of progression was Tamil cinema. And obviously Gautam sir was making films in Tamil. Mm, right. So yeah, then I went around and tried uh, meeting him and uh, I couldn't get through to him. I only had two days. I had to go back to Kerala and then pack my bags and go back to Melbourne. Oh. Um, so I went around, um, me and my wife, with no success. We couldn't meet him. Uh-huh. Then finally, uh, I think it was my wife who called up the South Indian Directors Association and asked if there was any way to uh, get a number for Gautam sir. Uh-huh. And they suggested that we go to Higginbotham's and buy a directory called uh, Victory Direct- Film Directory. Oh. Where it would have numbers. Oh, okay. So we rushed to uh, Higginbotham's as I still remember. The, they were pulling down the shutters that day and oh. we literally sneaked in through the half-closed shutter and grabbed this directory. And oh, the it, it was like a full, it was like a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I ended up uh, uh, getting some numbers that was listed under Gautam sir's name and I called all those numbers. Mm. And um, out of the four or five that were listed, all four uh, was not reachable or nobody answered. Mm. The last number, luckily, it ended up uh, ringing and a lady answered it. And mm-hmm. She said, listen, this is his home okay. number. Uh-huh. You should contact his office. Mm-hmm. And I am um, I'm his wife. 
you shouldn't be calling home for these kind of things so mm. i apologized immediately and i said sorry madam um see i've come from melbourne for the last one day i've tried to meet him i've gone to his office and i've tried his office numbers too okay and uh, i don't have a lot of time so i just wanted to see if i can meet him mm. she said uh, are you by any chance the guy who wrote letters <laughs> okay i was shocked and then i said yes ma'am and she said well one good thing is as he's seen your letters he's read your letters okay um so i will do one thing call back tomorrow morning around uh, 9:30 and i'll see if he'll talk to you but i cannot promise you if he will talk to you so that was that and see all this while the the, the previous um 24 hours or 48 hours i was running around like a mad person mm-hmm. i asked practically everybody if they could put a word in for me and most of them said listen he's a very big director right he he's he's not going to meet you just like that you need high level of recommendation for him to talk to you or meet you mm-hmm. um you know you're wasting your time cinema is not a good industry cinema you should oh. you know you should go back to melbourne etc etc i got all sort of advice right anyway so that was my mindset that anyway he's probably not going to talk to me etc the next day i called promptly at 9:30 and uh, she answered and she said okay hang on a minute and she passed the phone on to sir great and uh, he was extremely uh, gracious and generous he, um, he spoke to me very sweetly he said uh, you know i've read your letters and what not and then he said uh, listen i'm i have a really busy day um i have your number now i will um i will now reach you if uh, if i ha- if i get a chance mm-hmm. but it's nice talking to you etc etc and um, that was it okay and this was like a week away from him starting his uh, hindi film ek divana tha he was about to go to mumbai for that oh so he was like very busy so i was very thankful that at least he spoke to me mm-hmm. like i you know i had the opportunity to meet the guy i wanted to uh, meet or uh, i mean talk to him over the phone right not, at this point gautam menon's uh, a the movie i don't know uh, that was like uh, the last release that he had was uh, in itandi varuvaya oh okay at that point i mean okay. yeah so he was like the super hit yeah. yeah super hit film top top director and you know anyone i asked they said he won't get through to him mm. he won't take you etc so anyway i was very Uh, happy that he he spoke to me at least i got a chance to speak to him mm-hmm. and i absolutely had zero hopes or uh, belief that he would come um, back he would call mm-hmm. it was sweet of him to say that i, I will call angana rimbo i had my tickets booked for that evening that night the, the train um, for my wife and me to go back to kochi uh, okay. and uh, yeah we were <laughs> waiting and around 1 o'clock um i get a call from this number and i picked up and the voice said uh, is this manu he said yes mm-hmm. uh, this is gautam oh. uh, can you come to this place called amethyst god i am getting goosebumps okay <laughs> so yeah i was like completely shocked i didn't know what i said of course sir i'll be there okay and um yeah i rushed to amethyst and um and i was sitting there and uh, I, i could see that he was uh, looking 
and i waited for him. um then he came around and he spoke to me for about 15 minutes he basically told me listen i know that you're interested in cinema i want to know what your reasons are why you want to do this mm. so i told him my background what i have studied and what what work i've done etc okay. and that cinema was my passion and he said listen passion is good mm-hmm. um, but passion is not going to feed you mm-hmm. not all the time and cinema is a, is a very testing industry where uh, people are going to be unprofessional you won't get paid on time right yeah, you know you you will most times feel uh, that you're out of the loop mm-hmm. um, so you have to face all these difficulties as an an assistant director if you want to uh, be in this industry okay. so you are coming from a corporate background that too from abroad where everything was structured and organized mm. it will be the exact opposite okay it will be an absolute mayhem and um, you know people uh, talking down on you lot of politics and lot of fights etc oh, okay. i said i am prepared to take up anything sir prepared to do anything that it takes if you give me a chance and he said listen usually i go my, with my gut feel when i take my assistants so i'm going to give you a, a chance hmm. i'm going to take you so it's your call if you want to join me right now i'm going to start my film in a week or you go back to melbourne come back when i start my next film okay and this was perhaps like the most bitter sweet moment in my life even till date because i was reeling from uh, from two personal tragedies mm-hmm. and uh, it was a letter from my brother that brought me to that moment right and this was a man who i wanted to work with mm-hmm. and he is just take, uh, agreed to take me in and give me a chance um, i didn't know how to react so i just sat there and i just it was good but still it was a very bitter moment for me because of what i went through mm. but there and um it kind of gave me a glimmer of hope okay. glimmer of hope in a sense at that point like i said personally it was a very tragic space in my life mm. um i had literally lost all the will to continue living and you know i had lost the hope towards life and then suddenly this man literally gives you hope yeah so who basically i had not spoken to um, or known so that day i realized that a random act of kindness by a random stranger can give you hope it doesn't have to be your family mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be your close friend it doesn't have to be anyone you know but a random stranger can give you hope and that was what happened to me and um, i took up the offer and i told him i'll come back for the next film because i had to go back to melbourne and settle few things and come back okay and i did i came back 3 months later in june july and joined him for nidani and pornosantham and i started my journey as an assistant director to gautam menon uh, with that film then i worked my way up uh, became an associate director in nair indal chief oh. associate in achiman madumarmeda oh. then i became an executive producer uh, for nai notify photo and drone chitra okay so yeah and then uh, towards once drone uh, chitra shoot got over i came out and i decided to pitch my film wonderful so agane fair lati agane fair lati i mean yeah But in between there were a lot of other things too after i came out there was a struggle to get to fir so mm-hmm. that's a different kind of stuff 
ഷൂട്ടിംഗ്ഷൻ Correct. Right. And speaking of that, do you think uh, post-production is like one of the most underrated things in cinema? I think I, I, I believe in, uh, I wouldn't say uh, in cinema in general, uh, but yes, predominantly in South, I believe people don't really spend a lot of time on pre-production and post-production. Right. I mean, so, uh, appreciation for our channel. Like, we, the audience doesn't realize that there's so yeah, much work. Appreciation, it is more, see, even, uh, even people working within the industry, uh-huh. um, they don't spend a lot of time on pre-production, which is setting up the project, which mm-hmm. is actually one of the longest periods of a film. Okay. Even pre-production ha- hardly happens uh, in some cases, like, for a week or 10 days or 15 days mm-hmm. it it is a time that you need to spend to actually know what the script is and plan the film plan mm-hmm. every day of shooting spend you know rehearsal times and set up the project work out the short divisions mm-hmm. um, all that so that when you go to actual production which is the shooting phase of the film mm-hmm. you don't spend a lot of time wasting it unnecessarily figuring out what to do okay right So, if you pre-production time spent in pre-production, minimum if you spend over three to four months, it's a good time frame to spend on a film to set up that project. Okay. Then you go and shoot the film. Shooting is ideally, uh, a normal average big film will be around 60 to 90 days. A medium um, size film will be about um, 35-3 days. a small scale film will be about 30 uh, you know 25 to 35 days of shoot adi kudalu povaru and then comes the post production post production is putting the film together what have you of shot uh, editing the color editing um, music rr then the vfx the visual effects work right and the sound effects work and the final mixing so either exactly ana post production so idile a lot of people think editing is like you go into uh, the system the you know once you load the footage and you click enter everything <laughs> is lined up and it's edited no basically uh, shoot cheyumbo or scene shoot cheyumbo or shot la thanne nammal selappa 10 the you would have taken like 10 times one mm-hmm. single shot right okay ah uh, you go through all those 10 10 takes to see what is the best take right and then you put that in the edit line and then for each of those shots so there are if there could be like 10 or 15 shots that will make um, one scene so oru shotinum oru 10 take nalla average vachu okay pole you see the amount of time that yeah. uh, somebody has to sit and go through the editor and the director will have to 
go through all of those shots, line it up, see what works, how is that story conveyed better, and all of it. Mm-hmm. So all this link is, is again linked to pre-production. If you did a good pre-production where you have done the short division, where you have actually planned, you know, the particular scene, yeah. I'll need a close close up angle on this actor and this way, you know, the the shot will cover the coverage. decide is a pre-production When you switch for post-production, it'll you will be much easier. It will be much easier and it will be much streamlined. Okay. So uh, that is the editing. Then comes the dubbing. Dubbing is literally reenacting the entire scene. Right. So it's not just standing in front of a mic and just mouthing the lines. Mm-hmm. If it is a, an emotional scene where a character is breaking down and crying, you have to actually stand in front of the mic and cry and feel that emotion and actually cry. Right. And it's reliving every moment of what is being shot. So that takes time. I mean, an average film um, will easily have about 150 to 200 hours of dubbing if it's a right. small small film. If it's a big film, you're looking at around 350 to 400 hours of dubbing. Right. So the, these are the numbers purely. I'm, I'm just averaging it. Not mm-hmm. the exact one. For each of the project, depending on the size, it will differ. Okay. Then, obviously, VFX. VFX is... Um, the best VFX work, mm. when you actually see it on screen, you will never see it. Mm. You, you will feel that it is actually really good. You yeah. might not even you might not even yeah. see the difference. Right. If you actually notice, oh, this is VFX. Then, then it's not really good. Yeah. Then. So, okay. trick. so, unless you give time, sometimes there is unrealistic expectation that, okay, uh, today I've given the footage, I need... Uh, you know, a VFX shot to be done within 24 hours. No, 24 hours, people will do it. <laughs> but the quality that right. you get will be dependent on the time that you give. Right, right. So, ideally, if uh, a big size film, unless you give uh, four to five months of post-production, mm. you won't be able to get the best outcome. Okay. So, that's the journey of a film. Right. And uh, I wanted to know about writing. I mean, for yeah. me, that is like the most difficult part when I think about it because it requires insane amount of imagination to make a story that doesn't exist. How do you do that? Uh, what happens? See, uh, sometimes uh, it's a spark that you get from any visual that you might see. Mm-mm. Or it might just be a line that you read somewhere. Mm. It might be from uh, a music or a song. Anything can inspire you to come up with a, a moment. Mm. Uh, then that moment becomes a story. Right. And that story becomes uh, a screenplay. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is a, an evolution behind it. It's not, it's not a straightforward thing. Mm. So it's not like you, okay, this morning I wake up um, 7 o'clock, I'm front and in front, sitting in front of my laptop, boom, the story happens. Uh, it doesn't happen that way and um, it needs uh, you know multiple um, writes and rewrites before you can actually shape something good and decent more often than not as much as we think what we have written is brilliant Mm -hmm. the first draft that we write usually is not that good right okay Okay, the first draft of anything that you write whether it's the 
whether it's a book novel or a screenplay mm-hmm. it's it's very raw and it's very unevolved but as you go through the rewriting process it will evolve and take shape and get into a much better shape so story eniki and my way of writing is that i um, i can generally come up with uh, storylines quite easily okay um then i go through this process of writing uh, the summary out so i i start off with this idea and i just start writing the summary whatever comes to my mind about that and i'm not talking about screenplay i'm not talking about dialogue mm. i'm just talking about what that film is all about and all over a summary so oh, it can be a one page or two page summary of what it is okay once i have written it i kind of read it out loud uh, to myself and then i change what i need to change then there is a trusted circle of people mm. that i actually share the content with oh, okay a very close circle like or um, maximum 3 or 4 okay. okay and they will read it and they'll tell me if uh, it makes sense or if it is good enough or what not and these are very brutally honest people <laughs> they my closest friends okay. so i generally tend to uh, listen to them too i don't i'm not a person who will say oh, what i thought is right in thonula karanam i rely on people who are who i can trust so they also provide me with the um, you know objective uh, inputs on what that story is sounding like in mm-hmm. other if i believe that there is um, substance in it then i start developing it further then other korchoda elaborate aakiyedi then i will have a beginning a proper midpoint and an end point mm-hmm. i will know where the story is heading i will know where that interval point is mm-hmm. and i will kind of understand or see where i want the story to end okay. so once i know that and once i have that structure in place then i start writing before i start the screenplay i try to put down one liners one liners of a screenplay as in okay. um, what happens in the film okay so story wise allada scene one la endarikum scene two la endarikum scene three la endarikum അങ്ങനെയുള്ള ഒരു ഒരു ബ്രേക്ക് ഡൗൺ ഓഫ് വൺ ലൈൻ ഇസ് ഓഫ് വാട്ട് കണ്ടന്റ് ഇസ് റൈറ്റിംഗ് പ്രോസസ് ഫോർ മീ വണ്ടർഫുൾ റിവീൽ ചെയ്യാൻ പറ്റും എനിക്കറിയില്ല ബട്ട് a uh, very big experience for me because i when i set about making this film or even when i was writing it i was not really thinking that i was going to make a big film or a huge film mm-hmm. i wanted to tell a story uh, of a normal man a muslim man who gets into certain situations because of his background okay and uh, what happens to him in this society um that was more or less the crux of it after waiting for a few you know uh, top heroes who you know i was in discussions with for a um, couple of other projects um, mm-hmm. uh, like i mentioned before this was not my first script mm-hmm. so i had written a couple of other scripts and i was pitching that and i you know they were about to be made and then there were delays and as in cinema until it actually happens you never know if it will happen so mm-hmm. it got dropped and what not and 
um, I decided that I will do something small and something with a, a hero who uh, wanted to try out something different. Mm. So, Angana is the Vishnu and Vishnu Vishal that that he had just done Rajasthan. Okay. And I actually, incidentally, did not pitch FIR to him. I actually pitched another script, mm-hmm. um, which again was a bigger story. Okay. So I narrated for two hours and at the end of the two hour narration, he said, listen, this film is quite big. Yeah. Is there anything else that I can do right now? Uh, do you have any other stories? So then I uh, kind of narrated this FIR's line to him in about 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Okay. And at the end of that 20 minutes, he said, I want to do this film. Okay. So that's how FIR started. Um, and like I said, it was meant to be a small film, but as we started, once, you know, everything was discussed and whatnot, um, Vishnu became the producer incidentally because the first producer backed out and uh, Vishnu took over the project and he kind of wanted me to make the film the way I originally wanted it, not, uh, not a condensed version or a compensated version. Mm-hmm. He wanted a big film. Mm-hmm. So then it ended up being made in a very big way. It ended up, um, you know, we basically shot it the way it originally deserved to be shot. And uh, the film is a very big film now. Um, And I can only uh, thank the producer for backing it because A, it is one thing to believe the story, but to put the money where it is and to make it the way it should be, and deserves credit. So he backed it fully and we made it the way it was meant to be made. So it's an action thriller with uh, deeper emotions in it. Okay. So eagerly waiting for FIR. Thank you. And you asked about the team. Yeah. Yes. The team, um, Vishnu is the hero. He's the director's hero. Whatever the director wants, um, he would deliver. Okay. And even if it goes through many um, number of retakes or whatever it is, and uh, you know he's not someone who gets fussy over it, and he uh, tries to give what the director wants. So it was very breezy to work with him. Mm-hmm. And then I had my uh, boss Gautam sir in the film. Yeah, guru. Okay. Yeah, my guru. So he was also very sweet when I approached him and I said, I, I have a small role for you. Be able to do it. Said yes, sure, anything for you. And he came and shot, and it was very, very much. Uh, the, I don't know. The life came 360 degrees for me. Because, uh, I still remember the first time I called action to him. Oh. Uh, it was very, <laughs> very poetic I, to uh, have called action from the man who I learned it from. So. Uh, something. Yeah. So in many ways, it was uh, a good experience, and then. Um, Manjima. Manjima and I, we have known each other since Achamendal Maramela. Um, she's like my sister, so we have a good equation. So I wanted to work with her um, in my first film. So when I wrote the film, I wrote it with, with this character with, the, with her in, in my head. Oh, that's and I told her that and she said, yeah, of course. So that was that. Finna, then Raisa Wilson, who plays... See, Raisa is a model and oh, she's, okay. she's modeled a lot and she um, 
you know she she's an ultra glamorous girl mm-hmm. and i took her and i made her the opposite so when you see the film, <laughs> so when i when you see the film you'll know um and yeah very strong character and again she was up for the challenge and she did it and the third one the girl who plays um archana this is reba monica john right right um she's done few films in malayalam and in tamil recently bigil and uh, forensic in malayalam right um yeah very good uh, person to work with um i had absolutely a blast working with all of them and a whole host of uh, theater actors and people who i know okay. and so they they all acted in it and crew dop is arul vincent who has assisted tc shriram in many films mm-hmm. um editor is gk prasanna who has worked on many films with dhanush sir music director is ashwath who is my friend who has worked with me for years now okay so i'm gonna um, people who i know very well came on board um stunt is by silva master who i have known for like 8 9 years from gautam sir's team mm-hmm. He's a top-line um, action choreographer in Tamil and in Malayalam. Uh, but again, when I called him, he said, Kandiva Pantra is not the game to get. So, yeah, FIR is like the combination of all these people who came together and helped out. Wonderful. So, uh, is it going to be OTT or theater? Uh... Six months ago, it was definitely a theater release. Okay. But now with the second wave and the theater has been closed, what not um, it's a call that the producer has to take right right we started making this in november uh, 2019 right okay so yeah i don't want to put that pressure on the producer to uh, you know wait for the theater but the film will be ready in a, in a month's time and after that um, if they get a good deal in ott or whatever it is uh, see ultimately i just want the film to come out and the story to be reached mm yeah. so these days otts are also a good platform uh, you know if it is a good platform then why not who knows yeah definitely reaching uh, many people uh, that's uh, definitely yeah. there uh, but what do you prefer theater right <laughs> see i made this yeah. film for the theater uh, for the theater i mean when you watch the film you will know okay uh, but um, the circumstances are like that so i cannot uh, fight the nature can i right, yeah. so yeah just accept what it is and be thankful for the opportunity and move on right, right. every film has a shelf life and mm. we shouldn't push it and we shouldn't make it stale i don't know if you understand what i'm saying but yeah, that yeah. is that is my view that if you delay a film for a long period of time and eventually it comes out um, there won't be any excitement for it right so right. um let the film be done i think in in a month's time the final uh, version will be ready to be shared so other other guy into the it's a producer's call as to what is best okay okay so definitely waiting to watch it okay. and what would you uh, you know probably say to those people i mean for many people cinema is like a, a wild goose chase something unattainable idu pole godfathers illatha irukku what would you suggest that they do acting ayalum direction ayalum writing ayalum what uh, is it that they have to do to get into the industry see first of all um, believe mm. you know 
believe that it is possible that's the that's the first step um, like i said uh, i did not have god for this i did not have anyone to even put in a good word for me right okay be it um, while joining gautam sir or after coming out of gautam sir's team and trying to get appointments with actors or um, you know producers i didn't have anyone putting in a good word it's just a belief that okay it is going to happen and i'm going to make it happen right and um, persistence and perseverance is very very important um, the difference between people who are able to make it and people who are not able to make it is that word mm-hmm. perseverance you give up if you give up it might just be in the last step that you right. just given up so i have been in situations where i have been rejected so many times while narrating a story and you know um, people falling asleep or people taking phone calls and at the end of it saying i do work agadu naga parnittundu if i had been demoralized yes it is demoralizing and it is painful but if you give up uh, on your dream there then you are essentially giving up um, on the last 10 years of your life that's how i saw it so believe that whether you are an actor or a or a wanna be director um believe that it's possible some day somewhere someone is going to believe in you and take a punt on you ennalla or belief undang it will keep you moving and for me what kept me going even when um, i hit all the roadblocks was Uh, my stories i kept writing i okay. my only glimmer of hope was me being able to come up with stories so even uh, even when i did not have a single actor or a producer who was attached to it i believed that okay some day i will be able to make this solo and i used to sit in front of the laptop and write it and feel good about it okay and, and that was you are actually writing now like i saw your uh, yeah. latest instagram post With yeah, that. I took a break from Instagram about a month and a half ago because I was writing. So, okay. Yeah, I am writing my next poems. Great. So, thanks for your time. No uh, problem. This was very enlightening, very inspiring for many people. And I wanted to say, pattern uh, when like when Amrit called and said, uh, "See, there's this shooting." and mm. he t- told about you and rendu dose bakilu if you can go to chennai from calicut and see an actual movie set you can go mm. and uh, my parents were like rendu dose ki chennai like going to a, a set of complete strangers adum overnight shoot mm. and i was like uh, and what amrit said was uh, see in manu set you will not even hear one unwanted comment i can guarantee you that unu varnatadu enna veetunu vittadu i hope i hope you didn't hear any unwanted nothing i was completely comfortable even when we were shooting in the creepiest set oru maari sthalathukku shoot cheyumbodum it was completely comfortable so i had to put it in record and say that it's thank you that's yeah. uh, that's very good feedback i'll pass it on to my team i think they are also my assistants who are responsible for doing that right so i am sure they'll be very happy to hear that right my uh, my regards and all, all the best wishes to team fir and to to shravanti and charu and all who are there thank you i will i will pass it on to them right so i'll release this in a week and give yeah, you the yeah. episode okay. i hope i hope you got something out of it yeah completely really great thank you thank you thank you bye 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 bye
That certainly was a ride. Uh, it was an amalgamation of so many journeys, the journey of a story, the journey of a film, and most importantly, the journey of the filmmaker. It was really humbling to have him on my show, and I'm sure you guys too found this very stirring and very informative. So then, I will be back on another episode with another guest. Until then, adios.